Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. If you're watching the recording, uh, the interview with a GTEx member of the month. Today, we are the one and only Jennifer Darling, uh, LinkedIn trainer, sales trainer, extraordinaire. Uh, she works with uh, service-based entrepreneurs that they want to grow their business on LinkedIn and they want to increase their sales. And also she has a branch of her business that works with CEOs to help them grow and scale their companies and be more effective. Uh, also, side note, but very important, one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. I, yeah, um, the, the, the way we met, uh, uh, Jennifer, I think you attended the webinar conversion accelerator. Yep. And you liked it and you said, okay, let me promote it. And uh, I never had a partner that promoted a webinar. <laughs> did. I already I told you <laughs> literally went above and beyond. In fact, you can see people in this room that. Yeah, I saw at least four people here. I don't know. Maybe there's more than four, but there's at least four. So half of the job is thanks to you. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, now, uh, for you, let's start uh, from. Uh, the just to give a bit of context uh, what's your background so before you started your yeah. business let's, sure. let's so that. before i started my business i actually was in advertising sales and an advertising sales manager for over 20 years so i worked for really big corporations like comcast um hearst television and basically what i did was i went out to uh, companies retail companies fast food joints, Disneyland, car dealers, any company under the sun that was had actual brick and mortar business. And I sold them television at commercials to be on our TV stations, NBC, CBS, Fox, um, and then Comcast, a whole suite of things. For a little bit, I did radio advertising and I've done loads of digital advertising sales. And then eventually I became a sales manager and I managed teams who did that. Mm, that's that was the your background and that was my what, background. what moved you to mm. start <laughs> your own and to say you know what that's that's my time now yeah yeah well it's funny about the first couple of years in my business i wanted to have an advertising agency my friend kelly and i were going to start it and the name was going to be moxie moxie ads and we didn't do it we just we didn't take the leap and then a few years later i was going to have another one and it didn't take the leap and I had always, I had always had a lot of success in my advertising career. I was climbing the ladder. I was making all the budgets. I was making a ton of money, but I never really was happy with the business that I was doing for 20 years. I always had really good managers though. So it was hard to leave the business until I didn't. And I took this job. And before I even took the job, I knew that I did not like my manager and maybe I shouldn't have taken the job, but it actually turned out to be the best thing ever because that awful experience is the one that made me say, all right, I'm out of here. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more and I'm going to start my own business. And so that's when that I mean, I just had an awful experience and that's when I started my business. I had my business for roughly about a year and a half and I ran out of money. I wasn't really doing a lot of sales, even though I had a 20 year sales background, like I'm a professional salesperson, but I wasn't selling my me and myself and my business, which was different than selling a company and ads. And so I went back to work for another TV station and I lasted six months. It wasn't even six months till I knew I was already making my exit. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't stand this. I can't deal with this anymore. Well, before I had my plan, solid 
they came to me and said, we can tell you don't like this job. And we really think that you should pursue your dreams as a coach and consultant. And um, we really would like you to resign. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, you don't understand. It's November. I wasn't ready to resign. I was going to resign in August when I built up I need my your money. money so I can support my right? business. I need your <laughs> money so I can have my business. I can't resign yet. So it was like, oh crap. So that was right before Christmas. Well, fast forward five months later, my husband got downsized. So we went from two corporate incomes, multiple six-figure incomes to no income, nothing. And I was like, oh, I need to make things happen. And so that fire under my butt really lit up and I just started creating and doing everything possible under the sun. No real focus, no real like this is the area. I, I was not a LinkedIn expert. I wasn't an anything expert. I was just trying to make my way and, and make a few bucks to be able to pay my my bills. Now, I think this uh, your journey tells to the journey of a lot of us <laughs> in this room or some of us. What can I do? Who can pay me? Does anybody have any money? You can pay me. I can do anything. <laughs> I, I remember my first. Uh, I remember my first client. Uh, I, it was uh, actually I. I was working as a coach and I was not getting any clients at all. And I remember one said, "Hey, I'll, uh, can you help me set up my Facebook page?" And I said, "Yes, it's thirty. It's thirty pounds." And <laughs> and that was my first ever like money that I've earned from. Yeah. 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 I was uh, like, you want me to come speak? How much do you have? 50 bucks? I'm there. I, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. So I'm going to have, have a couple more questions for Jennifer. So get your questions ready. Uh, the first one is, uh, you know, you got a great results on your own. You had, uh, you know, a business retreat uh, that you did. You made 120,000 in, in a weekend. Uh, did your webinar that we, we improved together. You already having good rate results with webinars but increase the conversion got twenty seven thousand dollars on, on the webinar you did another retreat you made another forty thousand dollars in a week and so you're playing at a certain level and the question that i want to ask you is if you were to think about before where maybe there were not many clients uh, to now where you no know, you have a strong solid business what has been the biggest difference for you that helped you make this transition that you say, okay, this was the number one factor that contributed to this growth. Uh, what was that for you? Oh my gosh, you're asking me one. I'll say there's multiple, but if, so my mind is swirling around, like, which one do I pick? So I'm going to say becoming known for something, becoming known for something. So most people, well, and in fact, the people who know me here, because there are a few people who know, what do you know me for? Like, what, do, what is it? What do you know me for? Put in the chat room, what do you know me for? Becoming known for one thing is really important because when somebody says, hey, I'm looking for a person for this one thing, they're thinking of me. So Danielle put it right into the chat room already, LinkedIn. So I became known for LinkedIn. Now, did I start with LinkedIn? No, I sure didn't. I started with three or four other things. But what happened was I learned that LinkedIn was an easy road for me because I naturally knew what to do there because of my sales and advertising background. And I was doing things on LinkedIn without even realizing how, how well I was taking advantage of it. So becoming known for one thing it, is great. But I'm going to have to add number two because number two if it is becoming visible because you can be known for one thing by one person 
And that's not enough to make your business happen. So I spent spent and spend a lot of time increasing my visibility. I will never stop increasing my visibility because there will always be people who need me that don't know me yet. And I increase my visibility by speaking. So getting known for one thing and speaking to increase my visibility would be the two biggest things I can I can say is a real difference. All right. This is my last call for question because I'm not seeing a question yet. And this is my last one. So better start writing. Otherwise, I keep asking questions to Jennifer. Um, for, when, when you decided what to be known for, because I know that uh, either periodically, so it can be that uh, either you're starting out and so you don't know what to say. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to, what am I going to choose uh, between X and Y? Maybe I'm doing many things. Or maybe you have already had your business for a while and now you go through a period of transition and maybe you want to reposition or change. So how do you did you decide what was your process for deciding this is LinkedIn and this is what I'm going to focus on this one I'm going to be. Yeah, it's an excellent question because I didn't want to do LinkedIn. I didn't want to be known for LinkedIn. Well, I remember uh, we had this conversation. Exactly. That's why that's why I wanted to ask for you. For years, I yeah. was like, I don't want to be known. It's not LinkedIn I want to be known for. Um because it's like an iceberg. LinkedIn is the tip of the iceberg of what I what all I I have in my brain. So what happened was I was at a con um I was at a conference and the speaker said, You need she said to the audience, but it really hit me. It's like what is coming to you that is with the grain, meaning it's easy. There's things that are against the grain, why like you're fighting against the grain, you're fighting against the current, and you're trying so hard to do these things, and you're fighting, fighting, fighting against the current, and it's uh, sucking your energy. Um, but then there are things that you just are avoiding that are coming easy to you. Well, LinkedIn was coming easy to me. So when she said that, I was like, oh, crap this thing is coming easy to me and I'm trying to push it away. And I'm trying to invite things that I'm swimming against the current that I'm struggling to get to. So at that moment, I said, what would it look like if I created more LinkedIn programs? And that's what I did. And I, I've probably made, I don't know if it's a million dollars, but I would say it's, if I haven't made a million dollars, I will have made a million dollars by focusing on, on LinkedIn, that uh, packages, programs, trainings, workshops. I try all different kinds of things. I have a LinkedIn book, the, a little tips book. I have all kinds of things. So looking at your situation and looking at it in a way of what is coming easy to me and saying yes to what is coming easy to you and maybe reevaluating what you're trying to do that you're swimming against the currents. That was critical when she said that to me and, and that's when I changed. And then I started thinking, well, how can I do all these other things that are underneath the tip of the iceberg? And I started branching out and linking the other things from my original LinkedIn uh, ideas. And now, many years later, now I can do other things as well. Like I'm doing a keynote for an MBA group on the business of fun. I'm probably going to do some speaking for some other types of audiences. I can do those now that the foundation of my business is built and I'm known for this thing. I 
really want everyone to listen because this is gold. Now, while you were talking about it, I was uh, I was thinking about why did I choose webinars? And the reason why is like I can do them with my eyes closed. It was very easy. It was always felt easy to create sales presentations, whether it was selling from the stage from events or selling from webinars. Is that it was a natural skill that it didn't take me long to acquire that I loved it. And that became the, the focal point of what I want to be known for, even though we can do way more. And so everyone knows here within GTEx, there is way more that we can offer than a webinar. But that became the, the starting point that is really crucial because now people can think, okay, I'll think about this person, think about LinkedIn, Jennifer. Think about webinar, Simone. I want to switch it up with questions because I've got a, I got, I got a few now, and I'm going to start. But I'm going to start with not the first one. I want to switch it up to talk about something pretty personal to you, and it's a question from Elizabeth, Elizabeth Backman. Tell us why cardio drumming helps your business. So first oh. of all, we need an introduction to cardio drumming for people that don't know what it is, and tell us why. How does it help your business? Okay, so I. Oh my gosh, I love cardio drumming. So cardio drumming and my drumsticks are right in the other room. I don't want to grab them. Um, cardio drumming is a drumming inspired cardio jam session. So in 2020, when I was doing professional speaking, I all my speaking engagements were I was, was paid professional speaking. They all went away. And in March, I saw I had zero dollars on the books. So I had to really quickly like revise my plan. And I started doing free courses online. And in one month, I had $10,000 of revenue in April. And by the end of the year, I had six figures. So what happened was I was working really hard. I was online all the time, virtual all the time. Basically, I was working in my head and I wasn't moving my body. I was like I am right here right now, but like 24-7. So I was approaching my 49th birthday and I realized that I could not be running my business at the level of which I wanted to be running by my body being exhausted. So at almost 50 years old, I went on a search for uh, an exercise program that would work for me. I'm a plus size woman. I, I do good on the camera. You can't, you can't see me that well, but those of you have met me in person, I'm a plus size woman. And so it was gonna, it's harder for me to get going, I, I think. Um, so what I did was I joined the gym, I hired a personal trainer, I per paid annually for both. And I started going onto this little exercise bike where the old people were, because I could do about 15 minutes of that. And they were still spinning me out of the room. Eventually I got bored because I get bored easy, which is I continue to do LinkedIn. I have a lot of fun with LinkedIn, but I get bored easy. I like to create new things and I like to do new, new things. So I was out visiting my family in Michigan. I live in California. They live in Michigan. I was visiting them and I saw this group of people outside a church parking lot outside with these big balls and yoga balls and buckets and drumsticks. And there were a bunch of old ladies pounding on these drumsticks. And I said, well, dang, that looks like a lot of fun. And so I found a class and I went and I had a smoking good time. And I thought, well, gosh, if I want to work out, I need to do something that's going to be fun for me that I'm going to want to continue doing not something like riding that bike that I'm bored to tears with. Um, and I just I just can't do it. I'm not going to stick with it long term. So I got it. I came home to California, could find nobody, no one. And I mean, I searched for hours for people who are teaching cardio drumming classes and no one was doing it here. 
So I said, well, I'm really committed to like getting exercise and getting my body moving. So screw it. I'm just going to do it myself. Does anybody know of an online program that I can learn how to teach cardio drumming? In 20 minutes, this lady on Facebook introduced me to what's called Pound, which is a brand and a type of cardio drumming. I was signed up the minute she introduced me. In 24 hours, I was taking my first class. And at 50 years old, a plus size woman became a Pound certified pound fitness pro and i teach other people now how to do cardio drumming and anybody any size any shape any age can do it so i'm one inspired by the fun it is for me two how it helps my business is by giving me more energy to sustain the business that i'm in and three it's a really fun thing to teach other people and to be with other people so that's my whole story about cardio drumming um and we can see, and we fun. can hear the passion, and we can hear the passion. It's almost like for me, basketball. Like someone says, someone said basketball. Oh my God, someone said, yeah, right. Drumming. When? <laughs> and and there is a great lesson about one to is important to care about our body. I mean, I can go on and on about how important it is to live in a healthy body. Something I take very seriously. It's been a big part of my life, and it helps your mental side. It's all interconnected. So having that not as an afterthought but it has a priority it makes the entire difference in the way we work but also to do something that is fun that we actually want to do because i'm not the kind of person who will go to the gym and just lift weight i'm like oh, for me it's not for so it's part of finding what really works for you now let's go for yeah. another, let's go for another question let's go for another question deborah asked a question where do you do your speaking because you said your background was as a speaker so yeah. where do you do your speaking yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Deborah, when I first started, I thought there were zero speaking engagements. I thought there was nothing. I couldn't find a speaking engagement to save my life. That's how I felt. I was like, I can't find anything. And, and I remember, I, I don't even remember how I got my first one. It was probably through Toastmasters. I got my first one and, and it was like 50 bucks because they wanted me to get into National Speakers Association, which you had to have paid speaking engagements to do that. So once I found my first one, what I did was I asked the audience if they knew of any other speaking engagements. And then from there, I was able to get more and more. But let me back up because I think what I did for my first one is I just started telling everyone I was a speaker. I would meet people, I would introduce myself, I would say I was a speaker. Now I was scared shitless to say I was a speaker because I hadn't spoke yet, but I mean, I wanted to be a speaker. So I was like, I will step into the shoes and I had been a sales manager. So technically I'd been speaking in sales meetings for 20 years. So I'm like, I'm a speaker. I put it on my LinkedIn profile, put it on my business cards. I would go networking. I would tell people I was a speaker. I would speak about any topic they wanted at that time. And then I got my first one. And then every time I asked the audience, who else do they know? Who else do they know? Now I have went a totally different direction, which people call me now for speaking. So I don't have to go out and really look for speaking. Like this morning, I just got a paid speaking lead um, and I messaged the gal. She knows she's seen me speak on webinars before. So she she said, I would love to introduce you. And it's a $5,000 speaking opportunity. And I've seen you speak. You'd be so awesome. Like I don't even have to center my materials because she's seen me on, on a webinar. And so she's ready to refer me. Um, I was just, I, I just told my husband, I'm like, oh my God, I got to create a spreadsheet because I have so many coming in. I'm losing track. I'm losing track of like, when's the day? When's the speaking? Did I get him the stuff? Oh my gosh, I forgot to get him the stuff. Like, 
so it, it goes it, it eventually switches but but until it switches for you you got to go out and ask every audience that you're in to introduce you to the next audience and i love if you're in person a great way to do that is to actually have whoever said earlier they get their pen and paper out is there is their thing pen and paper so i have an interest form and at the top it'll say what positive things do you have to say about jennifer's talk got some other information and in the bottom it says who do you know that you you think jennifer would be a good fit at their next meeting and then a space for the name and a space for their phone number can i contact you for an introduction check mark and then i can take those pages and i can follow up with those people to get booked at those additional speaking engagements and paper is the best way to do it if you're uh, with a live audience yeah because then you don't have the problem of technology if the internet is going to work if that qr code is going to open uh, i did a speaking gig on a cruise and that definitely that qr code wasn't open uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> pen and paper it works and uh, um so think about uh i, I also like the idea the, the fact that uh, when you are i'm no i'm very passionate about webinars when uh, you never know is watching your webinars so even if you have a three people, four people, five people that are there watching your webinars, you never know who is there listening. And it might be one person that says, maybe it's not going to buy, but they're going to make an introduction because it's going to be a, a good fit for their audience. So always show up and give 100%. Uh, we have another one from Helen. I got a, two more questions. So from Helen, what has been your biggest obstacle in growing your business and how did you overcome it? <laughs> That's so easy answer this this has been my biggest obstacle and what's funny is i might not have had that answer a few years ago like helen i might have given you a practical answer like i don't have enough leads or i don't have enough of this or i don't have enough of that but i'll tell you every time i do a launch now my minimum is 40,000 in sales, up to 120,000 in sales. I've had 50, 75, all, all over the board. Actually, no, I should say my minimum is 27, 27, but that was on one webinar, right? So, like, you know, so I, is, if, if I have the energy, Simone and I were talking about this earlier, when I have the energy, I can make the effort to make things happen. But things happen that I allow to suck my energy, things that I think that are out of my control, but what is in control is my mindset. And I have spent time, money, I'm still doing this on my mindset and, and on my, uh, I mean, look at these books. Here's one here, Midgey Matters about your amygdala. That's my friend, Selena Bartlett, who's a neuroscientist. I just asked her if I could use a thing in this book to talk to an MBA audience. I'm talking about brain science. I love brain science. And she said, no, it's already outdated because there's so much new information and um, from scientific standpoint on MRIs um, in your brain, positive intelligence. I'm studying this. I mean, there's a, a world of books and programs and things I do to focus on my mind because over 40 years of my life my brain has been programmed from the amygdala side which is the flight fight freeze whatever response side and i have i have 
perfected a super highway down my brain uh, to the path of judging situations, judging myself, judging others, um, uh, scarcity mindset, blah, blah, blah. And I'm working on creating neuro, new neural pathways on the other side of my brain that go to like problem solving, creativity, innovation, and not and non-worry about things. So I have to say mindset and mindset work, especially as an entrepreneur, um, is 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 critical. And that's usually where I get stuck is, is in my mindset. Now, if you want to talk practical things of where I've gotten stuck, I mean, COVID, you could say, got me stuck for one month. But those things that get me stuck like that typically put a fire under my ass and make me look at new ways to doing things I wasn't before. And like I said, I went from zero to $10,000 in one month and then six and, and, and then within the rest of the year, I had six figures. So I'm able to generate money. Uh, I think what gets my clients stuck is sales. I have a background in sales. But I think most people get stuck with sales. I think most people think marketing activities are sales activities and they're not. They're actually very different. Um, and they would rather do marketing than than sales activities. And they don't ever generate enough sales because they're constantly marketing and maybe they don't really know the difference between the two. So that, those are my practical and my own personal realistic thing. There, there is one more question that uh, is coming from Fluffy, and I think she just left, uh, unfortunately. She, she, will, oh. she, she will be able to hear the answer um, uh, later and make sure she, she hears that. But Fluffy is the, is the very good mother of, of GTEx. Uh, literally, um, we were running an event uh, nine years ago. <laughs> she came into the room, she arrived at the moment of the pitch. Yeah, she says she's still here. She's just on her. Yeah, she's still here. She arrived at the moment of the pitch and she didn't listen. It's a full day event. So she didn't participate to anything. She arrived at the moment of the pitch and she said, Oh, I like this. I'm in. I listen. <laughs> that's how. And that's fluff. It's like, Oh, this feels right to me and uh, I'm going to join. And uh, we've been good friends since. She's been a pillar of GTEx. Uh, she's an incredible human being. And she asked a question which is very personal, which is, uh, a follow-up to probably what we have said right now are you happy now have you arrived or do you want to hone or shift <laughs> i have not arrived no <laughs> that's the honest answer and you know i don't mind personal questions i i i am an open book I don't know if it's because I'm a Gemini, so you know I'll just tell you whatever you whatever you ask me. Um, no, I haven't, and that's because um, there's an area of my business that I really want to move into. I, actually, I think it's twofold. One is there's an area of my business I really want to move into, and that is um, I'm really I, I'm really into professional development, but I hate to say that because I think everyone in the world is into professional development. So like, I, I like to have things that are new, things that are not the same thing everybody everybody always does. Um, and I do think I have some new tools now that that make me feel that, that way. I don't ever really want to leave the sales and marketing arena. I love that. I love helping CEOs and business owners with sales and marketing. But I think that the more I do it, the more I see the mindset, the same thing that gets me stuck is the same 
same thing that gets them stuck. And so I'd like more of that in my business. And I feel that that would help. Now, at the same time, my studies in positive intelligence and with mindset is that we should be happy no matter the situation. And, and there is a way to find happiness no matter the situation. I'm not there yet. So maybe my I will have arrived is when I can find happiness in a everyday situation, not something I'm chasing, chasing to get. Because so far, I've been playing a video game of life. And what that means is that every level I get to, I'm happy for one minute, and then I know there's a next level I have to get to, and then I'm happy for that next minute. So I'm never happy playing the game. I'm only happy for one minute as I achieve the next level. And that I don't believe is uh, is really true happiness. I think that's more like like this. And and I think to arrive, I need to be more like this or this or, or something else. So I hope that answers your question, but that's my own personal experience. And thank you for being so open because uh, we all have uh, our own areas uh, um, where in in life or business that are some things that just happen natural to us and some others that is our journey to figure it out. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so open and uh, for being commitment for committed to the work because uh, that's what is going to shift things. That's what uh, is going to help you improve. And this is a message for everyone. Whatever, whatever is the area in which we are struggling with. We all have one, one area compared to another. As long as we are committed to the work, we are doing our thing. And mm -hmm. it's a big yeah. message that I want to everyone to have. There is a, one final question I want to ask. This Dave, Dave and Dave Bricker ask, will you be at an SA influence in Orlando this weekend? Oh, Dave, thank you so much for answering. No, I will not. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Um, in April, my husband decided to quit his job. He he now told them to take their job in Chevet. And right after that, he got in a really uh, minor car accident. And what happened was he bruised up his ribs. So we went. he was hurting really bad. So we went to the ER. He got a CT scan on his ribs to make sure he didn't have any internal organ damage. And they also wanted to make sure he didn't have any whiplash or whatever. So they did CT scan on his head. We found out through all that that he has a tumor behind his eye. So that it would be technically technically called a brain tumor. We got him in to see, sent his MRIs to UC San Francisco and a board of specialists in San Francisco looked at his MRIs. They said, um, we don't know what this is. We need to send you to another specialist who there's only one of in all of Northern California. And that person just closed their business. And we, so we have been like in a total storm here of what we're going to do with this. So I decided not to go to NSA uh, influence because we don't know when a phone call is going to come and we need to get, we can get them in a specialist or get the next MRI or whatever. So I decided to stay here and park it um, and only take essential, I mean, that could be an essential business trip, but only take a client paid uh, business trips for right now. So you won't be seeing me there this month because I got other things to deal with. Uh, but hopefully you'll see me maybe at the winter conference. All right. And uh, Fluffy send, sending Fluffy healing. Uh, mm -hmm. so, Thank uh, you, Fluffy. So, yeah, she's got she's got good healing energy. And mm -hmm. uh, last thing that I want to ask you is uh, What's next for you? So we looked What's at, uh, yeah, we looked at, yeah, we looked at, uh, you know, where you started, 
what you're doing, answer questions from everyone, which all the answers, in my opinion, they've been, they've been gold. Because in every answer, there was something that made me reflect on something that I can do better or something that I've done or something that I'm, I know a lot of people here can benefit from. So what's next for you? Well, I think I have mastered, I don't want to say master, mastery to me is a continual improvement of something. I don't think we ever totally master something, but as long as we're focused and we're working on mastering it, that is mastery to me. So I am in a state of mastery with my coaches, consultants, and speakers clients. Um, with Simone's help, we took my webinars, which were converting at 10%. And after just a little bit of time with Simone, I, my webinars increased to conversion of 20%. My last series of webinars uh, converted at 43%, which is unheard of really i mean i'm gonna i'm i doubt amy porterfield even closes at 43 percent. i mean it is a super high number so i feel like i've mastered that universe and can continue to do and repeat that um there's two other areas in my business that i'm very passionate about and one is helping ceos now all business owners are CEOs, but this in particular group of people are women who have employees and they're operating businesses with multiple employees and they're in a largely in a male dominated industries. Um, things like cybersecurity, uh, emergency management and planning, um, construction information, the, those they have multi-million dollar businesses helping them to grow their sales and be more present in their industries because more women need to be uh, running corporations. So that's one area. And the other area is my paid speaking. Uh, I just got asked to do a keynote um, where this conference theme is the business of fun. And it really got me excited. And so I'm able to pull in all the personal development pieces that I've been working on into this keynote. And I have some coaches around that that can help me uh, really maybe take that work in a bigger way and, and change and transform the business, the, the corporate world from a high scarcity mindset world into more of an abundance world. And, and I think that will have a ripple and kind of affect kind of affect everybody. So I'm always wanting new things. That's part of that playing the game of life. But also I want to do that with a, a more like a happiness all the time versus a happiness getting to the next level. Uh, I'm a creator. I love creating. I love new things. I really love brain science. And so all of those things like give me a lot of fuel and um, I, lo I love guys too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but women struggle more in putting their themselves out there in bigger ways. And I'd really like to support and encourage them and kick their butts to do that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for this interview. It's been gold. I put the, the, her LinkedIn uh, uh, contact. So make sure you connect with her. I already put her LinkedIn account uh, in the chat. So make sure you connect with Jennifer on LinkedIn. She teaches LinkedIn. So that's the platform, guess what, that she's most active. So make sure you connect with her. If you have a chance to join one of her upcoming, uh, I will promote it when it's going to come the next one. The LinkedIn training that she does is incredible. So great person to learn from. So keep an eye, uh, subscribe to her mailing list, follow her on LinkedIn. She's uh, someone to follow, really someone to follow. So make sure you do that. 
And uh, what I want also to do before we get ready for the next session, I want you to write in the chat something that uh, you learned from Jennifer that stood out for you. So we, we learned there were many messages uh, from uh, starting out, uh, being resilient, from dealing with life, uh, happiness, uh, sales, uh, visibility, starting with speaking gigs. There must be something that really struck a chord in you that said, this talked specifically to me. Please write it in the chat so then Jennifer can see it. And Jennifer, again, I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you very much. You're an absolute superstar. Thank you. Simone, did I tell you, while they're doing that, did I tell you? I don't know if I told you this, but that keynote I'm doing, I get to start the keynote and end it with cardio drumming. So I get to lead 350 people in the audience yeah. with cardio cardio drumming. The message is the business of fun. So we're able to put the cardio drumming, everybody gets drumsticks. It's going to be so amazing. Videos, we need to see it. I know, well, definitely. I asked them if they were having a videographer, they're like, oh, we didn't even think about that. But yes, we will. And I'm like, can I please get the B-roll? Because I need that in my marketing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you make sure you give us a review it means the world to us and that's how we you can help us grow the show also remember to download the expert business checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field the link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iphone checklist so it's gtex.events forward slash expert iphone checklist and as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.